In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. Today in the studio, I have Andrew Woods, who is the assistant manager at Joe's Wine and Liquors. Wines and Liquors. There's many wines there, not just one. And we're going to talk about something really fun. For everyone who doesn't know, today is the start of what, Andrew? Today is the start of Negroni Week. This is, it goes on nationally, but in Memphis, this is the second year that Joe's has kind of gotten behind it, right? And there are going to be five places, Andrew will tell you a little bit more about them, and we'll talk about them, that will be making their version of the Negroni. First thing you have to do, though, you got to go to Joe's and see somebody. It doesn't have to be Andrew, I guess, but you got to pick up your card so you know where to go. And then tell them what they're going to do, Andrew. So you uh, stop by Joe's and pick up your scorecard, which is going to tell you all of the five uh, Negronis that we're featuring throughout the city. Um, And it's kind of like a scavenger hunt for customers. Uh, Throughout the week, starting um, today, going on through Sunday, um, you go to those bars and you try their original uh, riff on the Negroni, and then they mark off your card. And if you get all five of them by the end of the week, we have special prizes. Now, it's not... And special prizes, by the way, I keep saying, oh, y'all just need to give away some liquor. They can't give away liquor. I'm going to tell you now. I've been told (laughs) by everybody. We can't give away liquor. So that's not going to happen. But you'll get some cool swag, some Mm -hmm. probably some Campari stuff or whatever. Yeah, we are... Our distributors, ever since last year, they've been saving up all of the really cool stuff that us who work at liquor stores always covet, and they've just been saving it up. And they're like, no, we're not giving it yet. We're not giving it yet. So we've gotten the first installment uh, so far of what, you know, all of the the hoard of treasure they've been saving and it's really cool stuff now when you say a scavenger hunt this is you're going to tell them where to go though they don't have to figure it out we're going to tell them where to go i will say at this point now i um have already gotten a lot of people uh asking me wanting hints they kind of want to leg up on the competition but it's um a little bit uh we're not confirming or denying until you know it officially launches and you get your card and then you can go out there, um, and so everyone's kind of on an even playing field. Okay, so hmm, I was going to start talking about some of the places. I guess we're not supposed to well, talk about— Well, we can now because it's okay. official now. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It is. We record a couple of days early, so this is this is not actually the day of, but it's okay. We're just trying—when everybody else hears this, we will be yeah, in official be. Negroni week. Um, so, first of all, a Negroni is gin— Campari and uh, red vermouth, mm-hmm. and that's that's the drink. And is it is it uh, two gins and one Campari? What is the what is the no, ratio? So the the reason why I love uh, Negroni so much is because not only is it only three ingredients, there are plenty of three ingredient cocktails that I think can still mess people up sometimes. Like they forget, like okay, in a Manhattan, is it two parts whiskey to one part vermouth, or but with a Negroni, it's all equal parts. So it's one part vermouth, one part gin, one part Campari. Um, you really cannot mess it up. Um, well, you shouldn't, should you? Yeah. You just measure. Yeah. You know, and I love those cocktails, too. The last word is one of my favorite cocktails. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's just one part gin, one part lime juice, one part um, chartreuse, and one part uh, maraschino liqueur. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a great cocktail. But for another week, we'll talk about that sometime, like around chartreuse day or something. But you know why I love a Negroni? I love a Negroni because if it weren't for a Negroni, we wouldn't have a Boulevardier. 
That's true. Which is, you want to tell them what it is? So Boulevardier is one of the uh, many riffs on a Negroni. It's one of the ones that was so popular it kind of earned its own name. Um, and so you just take out the gin and you add in um, a whiskey. Um, and so it kind of adds a little kind of richer, darker, kind of more, to, to me, it's more of like almost a, like a wintry drink, a little more warmth to a Negroni. Oh, I think that's a year-round drink. Oh, but, yeah. but I love a Negroni too. Yeah. I really do. These are these are some of my, um, two of my always, mm-hmm. you know, I would say anytime I'll take a Boulevardier, I'll take a Negroni. Um, and then, you know, a few other things, but those are always, you think nobody can mess it up. And you're right. They're, mm-hmm. they're simple to make. But People can mess them up. Let's face it; it can That's it true. can be done. But some are a little bit better than others. But there are plenty of good ones around town. Mm-hmm. Now, the ones they're going to be making this week, though, I've seen a couple of the recipes. I've talked to a couple of the bartenders, and these are these are definitely non traditional riffs. So, do you have rules of what uh, what has to have what they have to have in it? So, what I like to think about with the Negroni is it's. To me, it's less about the particular ingredient. Like if someone says it has to have gin, and then someone puts mezcal in it instead of gin, or they put aquavit. We had both of those last year. To me, it's still a Negroni. Well, somebody was telling me about the aquavit. Who did that? Uh, that was Nick Lumpkin at uh, uh, Sweetgrass. Sweetgrass, yeah. yeah that, I, Which was really good. Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it's very about... Very distinct flavor. It's about proportions to me. It's about the idea that a Negroni to me is extremely elegant in how it is put together because there are three um, competing elements. Um, the Campari is adding a bitter element. The sweet vermouth is adding a sweet element. Uh, and then you have the base of gin, which to me, the fact that we use gin and not vodka kind of adds in addition to kind of mm-hmm. like the strong liquor element, it also kind of still adds a lot of botanical flavor to it. Um, so I think a lot of times when you look at these riffs, as long as you take out, you know, you could take out Campari, but then add another bitter element or take out um, sweet vermouth. And sometimes I see people switch that out for like Dolan Blanc or something. But it's still, it's those three elements working together that really, to me, um, make me feel like I'm drinking a Negroni. Well, I think we're going to see, at least at two places, I know we'll be seeing Dolan Blanc this year because they've shared their recipes. But but it, Dolan Blanc is vermouth. Dolan is the vermouth. Mm-hmm. And it's just they're using white vermouth instead mm-hmm. of instead of red. Yeah, but, but it, it, it is a sweetened white vermouth. So it's not dry vermouth. A lot of people know, like, uh, when they think of white vermouth, they like think of, like, martini. in a martini. But this mm-hmm. one will be a sweetened vermouth. And are, it's actually very nice just to drink. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a, a little bit on ice. And that's just a little twist of uh, orange or something yeah. is a nice low alcohol cocktail that I like to sometimes have, you know, mm-hmm. a before dinner thing. Uh, so no rules except, well, really no rules, I guess. I mean, I will say the rules tend to be put on the bartenders by themselves mm-hmm. uh, or by other bartenders. Um, last year when we did this, as I was going through, I would ask people what they thought a Negroni had to have. And almost every person had... Um, they might have differing views, but everyone had a rule in their mind. They had like a set standard of like, this is what it should be. And anything they made was going to be within this kind of framework, which I really liked that. Like we didn't put the rules on people, but they kind of came to it with their own, with their own rules. So um, in their bar, they mm-hmm. had this, we have to do it like this. Yeah. Okay. So the bars uh, are, you want to, yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's tell the bars. Uh, so it's going to be a uh, lucky cat. Mm-hmm. Um, Art Bar, mm-hmm. uh, Hog and Hominy, uh, Bell Tavern, and Restaurant Iris. 
all of those places make a great cocktail. Mm-hmm. So, in, I mean, that's going to be now. I've I have seen the picture of the one at Lucky Cat. It's a beautiful cocktail too. I was talking to folks at Art Bar last week because um, we were in there for a bar talk, and they were telling me about theirs. And I can, and then I've, I've talked to a couple of other people about what they've done. I think that everybody's going to have fun doing this. Yeah. And, of course, you're going to have fun doing it anyway because you're going around and you're on – I mean, you have, you're have you drinking with a mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could be better? And the sense of community to it, it was so fun. Like, I started this last year. The way we start any event at Joe's is just because we want to do something mm-hmm. ourselves, like individuals. And we're like, wouldn't it be fun if we just got together and – went and tried a bunch of different people's Negronis. And we just found out that we had like 120 people do it last year with us. And last year, we really did not expect anyone to come out for it. It was just kind of a fun thing we were going to do. But you go to these bars and you see, you know, the whole bar is lined up with these like awesome, you know, craft cocktails. And everyone's talking about them. Everyone's excited. They're talking about their favorites. They'll tell, they're telling you like, oh, you got to go try this one. You know, it, it really has a sense of community that that is what we wanted to foster. Yeah, I think that's great, and I and I think that's. I mean, you know, I, and I totally agree with that. I try to do the same type of thing with tastings and and dinners and lunches and things, getting people to talk about food and and alcohol. So I appreciate very much what you're doing with this. Now, when you, how many people have you had sign up this year so far? So this year, I believe at the last count that I saw, we're already. Um, at about 160 people interested in doing it. Um, So that is uh, already higher than last year. Um, And then we are, um, I guess at the, when this comes out, we'll find out how many people actually come. But um, in the next couple of days, we're supposed to be having a much bigger kind of media push from all of the bars too. Um, So we're expecting to have, um, I, I would expect probably about double from last year at least. I would think so too. Now, when they, how many turned their card in completed last year? Um, I will say that was less um, because I think a lot of people uh, got really, you know, worked up in the spirit. I'd say probably about sixty to seventy people. I think finished completely, um, which is still a lot of people. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. I'm going to tell you how to do this type of thing because I know from food tours, what you should do is two a night, but nothing else. So you'll have mm-hmm. you'll have one night where you can like save that for your Friday night and start with it, and then go do whatever you want to do. But go to two places close to each other, and don't drink anything else. Don't say, "Oh, I'm going to have the uh, Negroni," and then, "Oh, you know what? Let's see how it compares to Boulevardier." And oh, as long as we're in there, let's go ahead and I'll just you know bring me a glass of wine. That's gonna you're gonna fail if you do this. I, I, you're I not will, coming back out. I will say out. though, you are gonna be tempted by these bars because I've already talked to them. They have a whole list of other Negroni things that they're gonna try to trap you with. So they're gonna uh, trap you, and they yeah. will because they're all gonna be very good. And it's uh, easy to do with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I tell you, they'll. They will suck you in, but you are on a mission if you're here true. to complete this. You get it done and then go back and have fun. So mm-hmm. so you can have all the cards turned in and you can get your cool swag. That's cool. Okay, so Imbibe Magazine is who started this. So that that was It's a great magazine. It's all about liquor and um, they have great liquor re- recipes, liquor wine. And they started this about six or seven years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they started with just the traditional Negroni. And yeah. then they started adding in this element. And I was looking at some of the, just some of the different recipes that they have. One, a lot of them have coffee in it. 
Yeah, I've noticed isn't that, that weird? That's kind of a new trend I've noticed just recently, like in mm-hmm. the past like year or two. I just see a lot more coffee in general. We had um, at uh, at Bari recently, I went and they had a cold brew boulevardier that they did uh, like a month or two ago that I was really knocked down by. So I'm, I'm seeing that a lot more and I'm, I'm here for it. So. so what was it? So what was in it besides where, what did the cold brew take the place of? I believe of? they, they uh, the cold brew didn't take the place of anything. They actually just made just a cold it. brew with Campari. So they like basically instead of putting water with uh, the coffee to make a cold brew, they just did it with Campari. Uh, oh, how interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. And it was good. It was very good, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I bet that's not still on there. But that can, you, certainly it can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have they have like a Jamaican Negroni, which is um, that's with rum. This rosé Negroni, it kind of it makes it a, a low alcohol because they're using rosé in place of of gin, and they're. Um, I am losing my I'm losing my vision because I don't have on my glasses and I'm trying to read small print. But you can see that they have you know that they have lots of things mm-hmm. that besides the classic. The classic should also always have, don't you think, uh, an orange? Yeah, twist, it has orange. to have it. And oh, and they're doing frozen Negronis. Now listen. I got to tell you, I mean, when it comes to the summertime and a frozen drink, I'm like a kid with a Slurpee. I oh, yeah. love a frozen drink. Do you? Oh, yes, definitely. I think a frozen Negroni would be good. Yeah. We got um, a book last year. I forget who wrote it, but it was just called The Negroni, and they had in the back all of these riffs, and they had Negroni popsicles, Negroni slushies, and it... Uh, Have you had a Negroni slushie? Uh, I've had a Negroni slushie before. It, it was very good. It, it definitely stood up to it. So uh, is it the is it the traditional recipe? I believe it was, yes. Um, they might have, I think they probably did water it down some to get it to freeze. Um, so I think they put um, maybe less uh, of each of the ingredients, maybe a little bit of water or something to help it freeze, um, but I'm not sure. Well, see, now that I was wondering about that, if you would may, if you would freeze it first or if you would just combine it with... Um, you know, put it with ice in a blender. This one is, okay, this one I can tell you what they're doing here. This is gin, vermouth, uh, Luxardo bitters, Luxardo bitter, grapefruit juice, orange juice, and then you put it with crushed ice in your blender hmm. and let it go. So that sounds kind of, yeah. I mean, the orange juice is picking up some of the, uh, that doesn't sound that far off No, a true Negroni. Because if you're going to, that's what I was wondering, if you're freezing it, you know, you need to have more flavor in frozen things anyway. So yeah. that orange juice probably helps pick it up a little bit. And the grapefruit. Hmm. I want to make it. I wonder, is anybody doing a frozen one this year? Uh, this year, they are not. Um, every year, every time we talk about this, we always hear people come up with their drink. And then they always tell me, like, okay, but next year I have these huge plans. And, you know, and they, you kind of hear the wheels turning already. So I already know between last year's and this year's talking to all the bartenders. I know of probably about a dozen or so possible ones for the future that are really kind of mind-boggling. Really kind of like, how are you going to pull that off? But um, well, it's a great time of the year to do it. This is this is summer. It's fun. You have a little bit of time. You know, the nights go on longer. We're coming right up into truly summer. I mean, we're in summer now, so it uh, you can get out and still light. You can be home at a reasonable hour and. and Go drink another one again tomorrow. I want to talk to you about a couple of other things that Joe's is doing. You've got Passport to France coming up. Yes. Is that something you're involved with? Yeah. Um, so uh, I headed up uh, 
the Passport to Oregon event that we did. Um, That's always nice. Er, er, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, and when we did that one, we kind of did more events surrounding it. And as soon as we were in the process of doing that, I, me and Richie, our general manager, uh, turned to each other and we were like, we got to keep building this up. So with France, um, we both... Uh, well, the really Oregon excited. event is a robust one. It always yeah, has a good it, crowd. It, it's always a big crowd, and we always want more. Um, <laughs> we always want to do find more ways of like exciting people and coming up with new um, new hooks to bring bring people in. Um, so this year for the Passport to France, we're doing uh, four events uh, before the uh, actual passport. Um, that all of which are things much like the. Negroni Hunt were just things we really wanted to see happen in the city. And what and are ha- they? Um, so we are having, uh, first we're having a seven-course brunch um, at Echo uh, that is going to be kind of the classic staples of French cuisine, um, along with um, Frederick Wildman importers going to mm-hmm. be pouring an amazing selection of wine. Um, on Tuesday, we're doing a wine dinner at uh, the Grey Canary with... Uh, this, by the way, is not coming up until July. Is, that yeah, doesn't mean this. Yeah. That's not this Tuesday. You, we'll yeah, tell you Tuesday more about it. Event, we'll tell sorry. you more about it as it comes in. The last week of July, right? Uh, it's 20, the middle. 20, so it's the the event is on the 18th. So this is the week leading up to right, that. Okay. Um, with Chateau Moussard there. Um, let's see. That's that's the Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, on, oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's on Monday actually. On Tuesday, we're doing a. Um, a film screening with Indie Memphis where we're mm-hmm. showing a uh, one of general our general manager Richie's his favorite movies uh, Babette's Feast which kind of ends oh, in yeah. this massive gorgeous uh, meal it's we're a, show- it's beautiful we're showing that at Crosstown Arts and then the next day if you sign up for this dinner at Restaurant Iris you get a free ticket to the movie and Restaurant Iris is recreating Babette's Feast that final meal like piece for piece so you get to have this decadent amazing meal right after seeing the movie that inspired it so right after the movie i mean like the day after i guess i thought you meant directly after so um and then we're also doing a uh butcher display with a um a local butcher who is going to show you know kind of all of the ins and outs of butchering and how uh different parts of the pig and just kind of give people a really intimate look at how you know they can kind of know where their food comes from and then we're going to have an amazing smorgasbord of charcuterie and delicious food uh, that's going to be there. Where? At, at so that Town? is going to be at, uh, that's going to be at oh, that's a be space, at uh, uh, a space near Bontai. It's a little private room that we've rented from them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to have, that's going to be at the same time as the uh, restaurant Iris dinner, but it's going to be a separate event. So we're going to have four separate events leading up to Passport. No, five, right? Brunch. Oh, that's true. Well, the movie right. screening is yeah. part of it. Oh, oh okay. So yeah. the movie screening, then the, the dinner after that? But that's like a one ticket gets you both. You're talking about the, the iris mm-hmm. and the movie. Okay. Well, but it's still, it's lots of events. And then you go up to the wines. And how many wines will you have? Easily over 200. Um, I think we're going to have, yeah, probably about 200 different wines right now. Well, that's going to, that's, yeah, y'all are doing a lot. Are you still doing your monthly tastings also? Yeah, so we do. Um, we talking about the the wine club or the cocktail classes? The cocktail classes. Yeah, we still do the cocktail classes. Um, those are always fun. They are, um, but I haven't been to one in a while. I just remembered it when I was sitting here looking at you. So this is actually the cocktail class is actually how the Negroni Hunt kind of the idea came into our mind for doing that because uh, we realized that a lot of 
um, bartenders were also coming to the cocktail classes that we had. And originally they were kind of something for customers, but we realized that there was this great community of other um, bartenders that were really interested in swapping recipes with each other and seeing how, you know, someone from another restaurant um, came up with a drink or what they would do on Mm -hmm. a classic riff. And so we thought, hey, what if we just kind of like put all you guys together and do this big event? Um, But yeah, those are always a whole lot of fun. They are, so these are free and people can come um, and you, I mean, it's on your website, your Facebook page, mm-hmm. but if you'll let me know when they are, I'll also, you know, put them on my column so people will know to, to go out and yeah. learn new things. And so we always, we also have a cocktail uh, class email list where we kind of promote, um, you know, events like the Negroni Hunt, but also new bar openings and new kind of interesting things just that, so that people can feel kind of uh, connected. Um, we have at our last um, event we had Morgan McKinney who uh, is at Bari and Dodici. Mm-hmm. She did a particular class about one of our um, mine and her favorite distilleries, uh, Leatherby, which came into town. Um, and she did a really in-depth view of all of their products. And then through our email list, she was able to send out uh, this really detailed list of her thoughts on all of their products and all of the drinks she made. So um, even if you couldn't make it to the class, you can still get all of her thoughts. I think that it's so much fun. Cocktails in general are a lot of fun. And when people think about, you know, somebody said one time, and it was cute when we first started uh, doing Bar Talk here. She sent an email and said, I love Bar Talk, but can we have some more food recipes? Because at my house, we, we eat more than we drink. And <laughs> I thought that was, you know, it, was a, it was a cute and a lighthearted email. But it's so easy to get wrapped up in the culture of the cocktail. I think it's fun. I mean, I really do. And it's not... I mean, it, you you know, you just you just don't overdo it. When you go out, you can always have a fun cocktail at so many places mm-hmm. around town, and then you can take those ideas and you know build your bar at home. I think I, my bar at home is huge, and I very seldom am I going to. I mean, I know. I mean, there'll be bottles of things that may be there for years, but when I need that one tomorrow, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can get back and pull it up, and I just encourage people to do it because I think it's a fun, creative way to uh it's a lot of, and you don't have to clean up the kitchen it's not like cooking you know a huge big meal which is fun too but you know it comes with a lot more work that i mean that's the one thing that i've learned in the past uh several years of doing this is how uh once you learn kind of the basics of how to make these drinks you really can put your own spin on them and kind of have a, a kind of personal take on something much like cooking you know it's not um it doesn't have to be this very strict, rigid thing. You can kind of learn how things work and um, learn how to make something your own. And it is the easiest way to impress someone. Uh, you have guests come over to your house and you just whip up a, a cocktail for them. Or better yet, you riff up you whip up a riff of a cocktail that you know kind of leans more to how they like something. Um, and you, you just watch them light up. They, oh, they think you're it. a wizard. You know, and and you get to use. All kinds of herbs. You could just, there's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. You can do so many different things with it. And right now, I mean, you know, everybody has mint, everybody has basil, everybody has rosemary that's all over the place. And you know, take it and put it, make it in a syrup, put it in just in your drink, do whatever, make make a tincture if you want to. I mean, that's uh, just play around with it because, and then go drink it, right? Exactly. That's but, the best part. But not this week, because this week you're going to be drinking Negronis. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that um, I'm certainly going to get out and come, I'm coming to get my card. And I'm yeah, going to. Please do. I'm going to. And I, do you have any, you have, I don't, now does anybody get 
named the winner? Do they? It's like a no, people's so, choice thing. So this is what I like about it. Is this is not. Um, you know, as, as much as I love Mix Odyssey and, you know, actually like doing that, that's not what this is. This is not about saying yours is good, yours is bad, because I think all of these are amazing cocktails. Um, and for me, the Negroni is kind of like uh, the Dolly Parton song, Jolene. I think it's perfect the way it is. But if there is ever a cover of it, I want to hear it. I want to see every. Oh, come on, the, the Miley Cyrus yeah. one. That was great. I've never heard a bad cover of it. Same oh. way with Negronis. I want to hear everyone's riff on it. Some might be more for me. Some might not be. But I think they're all great. And I really want um, everyone to find the one that really speaks to them the most. Well, next week is the week to find it. And go back. And just have fun. Drink responsibly. Enjoy it. I think that's the main thing. But make sure to go get your card. Yeah. Because without your card, you can't go back and get your swag. Yeah. And you want that swag so you can, you know. Yeah, apparently. I mean, some of that stuff is really cool stuff they, they hand out. So I It, mean, it, it is, is very cool. Yeah. Uh, and that is the way to, uh, in the weeks afterwards, to really rub your friends' noses in it who didn't get out. You know, when they're sitting at the bar next to you and you got your cool pen or your cool shirt or whatever, um, they're really going to regret not coming out with you. You know, I always give away my Fernet coins, because, and I had no idea. I know he's he's not. He's shaking his head at Those me. Those things right are worth now. their weight in gold. I know. I had no idea when I said, "Here, you know, at Tales of the Cocktail a few years ago, some guy was like, oh, you know, this one's really cool.'" And I said, well, I don't care. You can have it. You know, I don't. And he said, I can. No, let me give you $50 for it. I said, you know, $50. No. Okay, next time you Just, get one, you call me. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, next time I, I guess I might as well keep it because although I am, I'm way past the, you know, doing a shot of Fernet, I guess I need to hold on to it so I can throw mine back down on the, the counter too if it ever comes up. So I don't, ha- I don't have to, to drink. I mean, I like it, but. It stays with you. you know? <laughs> <That is true. laughs> it really does. Thank you, Andrew, for coming on. Yeah, and, thank you. And thank you for organizing Negroni Week in Memphis. My pleasure. Thank you. You can subscribe to this podcast and others from the Daily Memphian anywhere you get podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Eat Drink Memphis and keep up with our monthly events at dailymemphian.com slash delicious. For the Destination Delicious Podcast, I'm Jennifer Biggs. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, the Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.